running back, quarterback, number 19. Bernie, Bernie, oh yeah, oh, you can throw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bernie, Bernie, oh baby, Super Bowl. Alright everybody, welcome to the ninth episode of this second season of Six Bees in a P. I am your host, Brian Costco, here on AquabearLegion.com, by yet another esteemed panel of co-hosts, guests, and assorted people. Wives. Wives, friends, spurned lovers. Hey. Sherry Oliver. Hello. Ian Wolf. Hello. Chris Poland. Also hello. Welcome, everybody. Glad to have you for yet another. Now we seem like we're really getting into our comfort zone here. Another Browns loss. This time, one that was rather hopeful, I would say. At least that was my point of view. Browns lose to the undefeated Chiefs, who, of course, stay undefeated. No surprise there. 23-17. to 17. Behind the, dare I say it, both even-keeled and sometimes above-average play of Jason Campbell. And That's that like brings me... I know. I think so, at least. And that brings me to what I should mention. The actual name of this week's podcast is not Six Bs and a P, everybody. What? Ooh. What? I know. Let's all just try to calm down about it. <laughs> the name of this week's episode is Six Bs and a P and 20 QBs, as Jason Campbell becomes the 20th Browns starting quarterback since their return in 1999, which the more I think about it is just a stat that in no way leads you to believe that you could mildly even possibly be successful. Too many quarterbacks. We've had three this season. Of course we're three and five. <laughs> that's a lot of quarterbacks that's, that's true. as many quarterbacks as wins that we've had that's 20 quarterbacks that's how many so Browns do lose to the Chiefs who obviously are much a much better football team and 23-17 to 17 is much closer than I thought it was going to be absolutely Ian, yes. Ian, you did not watch the game yeah but I want to say that it was pretty evenly matched from what I saw <laughs> Uh, nice commentary and analysis, I'd say. Thank you. Um, let's play, actually, instead of just going through this game quickly, let's switch up a little bit, and we're going to kind of ask Ian what – I'm going to just get his opinion on these certain couple topics from the game. Ian, what do you think the Browns' rushing game was like in this? Uh, it was probably uh, – I want to say ineffective, but I think I really want to say ineffectual. Okay. It was both ineffective and ineffectual. The Browns, 57 yards total rushing, which sounds impressive in Brown standards, depressing by anyone else's. But then you have to take away 17 of those were Jason Campbell running for his life and somehow getting a couple yards. Nine rushes and 31 yards for who, Ian? Who do you think? Old legs. Had? Old legs, Willis McGahee, Brandon Whedon's great yes. uncle. Oh, okay. <laughs> Turning out a solid 3.1 yards a carry. Positively, um, Richardson, Ian. 
And I think this is interesting. I'm going to keep going with this theme. Ian, how do you think the defense played? They were stout, probably on the field a little too long, uh, but probably got a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And, you know, Chiefs got a strong running game, and Alex Smith is competent, so I'm kind of okay with giving up 23 points. Yeah, I think so too, and you are also pretty much correct in that. The defense... Also gave up 14 out of those 23, like, right away. Watch this shit anymore. This is awesome. Yeah, you're just, you just totally know what happens. We were talking about doing a future episode of Six Vs in a P where we just try to guess what we think will happen in a game. If you would like to be a guest on that, you can send us an email at where, Ian? Uh, we predict the future at Google.com. All right. Um, what do you think? What about Josh Gordon and Jordan Cameron, Ian? How do you think they fared? Um, how do they fare? I think they fared well for themselves. Uh, Cameron maybe a little more involved with the offense than when Whedon was uh, underhanding the ball all over the place. Right. And uh, Josh Gordon, solid. Uh, and I want to remind our audience again that, Ian, you did not watch the game. <laughs> did not watch anything. But that is true. It is correct. To both Josh Gordon and Jordan Cameron having great games. Sort of weird now that they both you know, obviously are our best offensive players, right? And they both have been good, and the Browns have done well when Jason Campbell and Brian Hoyer have been playing, but not when Brandon Wheaton. Ooh. Interesting. Weird. Almost like he's not good. <laughs> almost. Oh, yeah, almost. Um, and then the other thing I wanted us all to talk about was Devon Bess, which we might as well just get into. We have here is the new hope killer. Devon Worse. Oh, nice. Oh, no. Shut it down. This is, we can't Sizzling that bacon. This, this season of Six Bs and a P just ended. Boom. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, oh. I, I watched the game with Dave, uh, as has become custom. Dave, and after. Pardon? I'd love to have him on the show. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him back. Uh, after the game, he dubbed Devon Best the new hope killer, but I, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on that. Do you think Brandon Whedon kills so much hope that he does it from the bench? Uh, <laughs> or do you think some other third thing? Okay, what's the third? Oh. What's, are you going to give us the option for the third thing, or we have to? Nope. Well, here's the thing. I, I will say real quick that Brandon Whedon, watching him on the bench was on the sideline was a great part of this game for me. <laughs> like, there was at one point when Jason Campbell threw that first touchdown, which was awesome, you know, there was this point where Brandon Whedon was standing there, you know, no pads, clipboard, and it felt comfortable to me. Like, it felt right to see him in that setting. How does he look in a baseball cap? He, he's great. He's got the same one that Brian Weeby wears often, actually. Really? Yeah. He wasn't wearing, like, a, whatever farm system he was with. <laughs> the Chattanooga choo-choos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, at one point when Campbell threw that touchdown, had this sort of delayed, joyous response where you could tell even though it was Brandon Weed and he was like, well, that was good. And then he was also just like, oh, no. Like, even Brandon Whedon, the hope died for a second. The camera was on him. And I think he realized, like, ooh, I should have stuck with baseball. Because even Jason Campbell made him look kind of bad. When the hope dies in Brandon Whedon, is that, like, hope aside? (laughs) Hope killing hope. Hope on hope murder. Indeed. 
But, yeah, I did see his hope get killed a little bit. So I did see his hope get killed on the sidelines. I imagine. Yeah. I would like to answer Chris's question about Brandon Whedon and the scope of his hope killing. Yeah. Hope scope? His, his hope scope. He was on the sidelines when uh, Hoyer was quarterbacking, and hope sprung, dare I say, eternally. Mm. Yeah, it did. So, I mean, maybe this, the last two games, game and a half, was like just uh, the shot in the arm the old hope killer needed to like... <laughs> Sure. Kind of like Sauron spreading his darkness over Middle Earth from. Which then brings about another interesting follow-up question, which is: if he isn't hope killing from the sidelines, is there actually some sort of benefit beyond him not playing that Brandon Whedon on the sidelines creates? Yes. And you think so? Yeah, he gives everybody where there's originals when they come off the field because he's still <laughs> fucking old. Sorry. I think. The intrinsic benefit of Brandon Whedon being on the sideline is that Brandon Whedon is not on the football field. Agreed. <laughs> and that has a really has like a sort of domino effect, I feel, for this Browns team. I it really does. do. When he is out there, it's like I don't know. It's like every every here's like a Benny Hill episode or something. That would be people are like falling down and shit and like dropping the ball and I mean, Jason Campbell was awesome. They lost, but he didn't throw any interceptions, two touchdowns, 293 yards. Now, as you may or may not have heard, I did not watch the game. I know. That's what I'm telling you. How did Campbell <laughs> look? He looked great. Was he getting Person. the ball quick, like making good reads? I would say he completed a good portion of his passes, and actually out of those 14 incompletions, I'd say probably seven of them were in the first three drives. He was terrible. It yeah. looked awful the first three drives. Three and out. Held up decently. Not a lot of sacks. Yeah, I think he got sacked twice or something. Once or twice. No, I did not watch the game. I haven't bothered to look up any stats or read anything about it. Wow. Do you know what he looks like? He has a mustache. (laughs) He has a a mustache? He has a little chin hair, so it's almost like a goatee kind of situation. Is that what it would be? What is that? I think it's a goatee. Like the surround-the-mouth beard? Yeah. But um, I like surround-the-mouth beard better, actually. What does it, do, the, do the mustache and the tuft of chin fur connect? Yeah. the the Only slightly. The mustache is the dominant facial hair on his face, which I was surprised that he had a mustache. Yeah. So back to Chris's question. We're not going to talk about Jason Campbell's facial hair anymore? Back to we football. Back, no, not really even back to football. I don't care if we go back to football, but I just feel like someone's got to – like I feel like Ian made the grandiose statement, well, I am going to answer Chris's question, implying both that he was going to and that I didn't, and then proceeded – we ended up talking about Jason Campbell's goatee. Which is really mustache. the best thing. Yeah. Mustache, chin thing. Now I have to see this. Somebody send me a picture. I'll do it. Chris, I think Devon Bess is a hope killer as well. Maybe. Assume the mantle. Since Brandon Whedon's not on the field, maybe it's like the smoke monster. Ah. Interesting. <laughs> so you've no. referenced Lost and the Lord of the Rings so far. Like the Browns have to have a hope killer on the field at all times. You think so? Mm-hmm. Well, I hope not. I mean, I'm not saying that is a for sure statement. I'm just, it's more of a discussion point. Like, I think Devon Best, well, what did he drop? Three passes. Fumbled a a return. And they would have won the game, arguably, had he not done that. I mean, I know that's, you know, what ifs, but, like, the Browns would have been a lot easier, too. It would have been a lot easier. 
to win the game. Um, so I think he could be the new Hope Killer. Did you ask me a question because I lost audio for like 30 No. Are you there? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we lost Ian, everybody. He'll come back. He'll come back, don't worry. Or maybe yeah. you're happy. Maybe you're tuning in now that Ian is gone. If so, I welcome you to our ninth episode of Six Season <laughs> of Pew this season. I'm your host, Brian Costco, with Chris Poland and Sherry Oliver here. Definitely not Ian Wolf. Yep, still not there. All right. Um, so I think Devon Best could be the new Hope Killer. That's what we were discussing. And we also brought up briefly there that Jason Campbell looked pretty good. And Chris and Sherry, I wanted to ask you guys, I mean, what do you see? Obviously, you know, we have three quarterbacks here that we've seen this season of varying degrees of goodness. <laughs> I mean, what? Do you, how do you compare these guys, and what do you think the Browns will end up doing next year? Are any of these guys going to be the Browns quarterback next year? I should ask that. No. You say none of them. No, I don't think so. No? I think they'll, you know... Uh, go for some hot shot rookie Johnny Football. I hope it's not Johnny Football, though. Chris Mullins, right. It sucks about Brian Hoyer. I think he... I, I really miss him. I don't think he has bird bones. I think he was a good kid who fell dumb. Well, I mean, out of the three, I, I would definitely take Hoyer. Um, uh, because he won the only games he well, sure. for the one where he you know, hurt himself. Now, I was reading some things that basically said this whole shift in Brandon Whedon sort of being pushed aside now said that at this point the Browns, and of course, obviously, any of this could be true or not true, but that the Browns' management wasn't in love with a particular quarterback for next year, like not one of the top ones, and that it seemed to be what they were going to do is draft a quarterback or try to get one somehow Yeah. give Hoyer a chance. Mm. That's what I read. But that I don't think either of these other guys, unless Jason Campbell can win eight games in a row and take them to the playoffs. <laughs> Which, again, it could happen. It could. Is Ian back with us? I'm back with you. Hi, oh, Ian. Hey, Ian. I don't know what just happened. That's okay. Well, since we're all in the same room, what happened is I walked out of the room, and then I came back in. Okay, great. Great to have you back. It's good to be back. So, Ian, the question was, before we move on to the next topic, the question was, out of Jason Campbell versus Whedon versus Hoyer, Will any of these guys be the Browns quarterback next year? Will any of these guys be on the team next year? And what do you think their Browns will end up doing for quarterback? Um, that's a good question. I I mean, I think at least one of them will still be on the team. I guess it really just depends on how the rest of this season shakes out and where they end up in the draft. I mean, I, you were saying that you heard the Browns brass weren't particularly in love with any of the top flight quarterbacks coming out next year. That's what I read. But, I mean, you know, it's October. Yeah, that's true. Um, I really wish we could have had the chance to see what Hoyer would have done this year. Oh, yeah. That would have definitely made the question a little easier to answer. There's not a chance right. it's going to be Campbell or Whedon. Yeah, I don't think so. Not at this point. Unless, I mean, like I said, unless Jason Campbell wins every game this year. Yeah, it's just like another Derek Anderson situation. Yeah. Hey, man, it was so exciting that first minute when Derek Anderson played. We were at that game. We were at that game. No one knew who he was, and all of a sudden, like, someone was, like, throwing balls, and people were catching balls. And... It was the Bengals game, wasn't it? Uh, no, it Chiefs, was uh, right? the Chiefs. It was the Chiefs. Cause they're... Strangely enough. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was that was a great game. First game we went to. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. But fuck Derek Anderson. Yeah. Fuck his mouth. Yeah. I. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. The DA word on this show only gets mentioned every once in a while. Usually in conjunction with a mouth fucking. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. Um, I am of the opinion, I'm hoping that, like you guys, that Foyer gets another shot at it. I was encouraged by that article. Um, and I also think it would be a great idea for the Browns to draft a quarterback, mm-hmm. someone in the first couple rounds, somebody that they do like and target and think they can actually develop. Um, you know, And I like the idea of a veteran being around, too. I don't think it's Jason Campbell, and unless, like I said, he does win every game this year. I Jason Anderson. Derek Anderson, we'd love to have you on the show. Mm-hmm. Fucked in the mouth. <laughs> to get fucked in the mouth. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Slash mouth. Uh, the other thing, speaking of things that I read that may or may not be true, which this show does like to talk about, uh, there were some trade rumors going around. Obviously, Josh Gordon has been mentioned in a bunch the past couple weeks, but they seem to get a little more specific, and there's a few teams, of course, that are in desperate need of a wide receiver right now, like the New England Patriots. Um, and so it's been a lot more coming around on Josh Gordon, but also I read something today about the Browns were fielding, not, you know, I mean, fielding interest for whatever that's worth offers for Jordan Cameron. Can I ask you guys a question? Because it seems like this happens a lot. Is it every time someone starts to perform well for the Browns, they trade them? Like what, why is that? Well, I think, and I read in this article, too, that the idea was not necessarily, and I don't think they're going to trade either of these guys, but I think it's interesting that they're gauging league response and getting some people excited. But I read in the article that, you know, what it is is that football players, especially ones that are proven talents, have a sort of window in which they are of value. Um, There is people saying that the Vikings should trade Adrian Peterson because his value is so high right now and they're not going to win this year. And I think it's the same sort of idea, like Cameron especially. Gordon, the reason why his window is so short of value is because if he gets in trouble again, he's going to get suspended for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sort of understand that there. I would not hope that they don't do it. But I think it's this sort of idea that, like, you know, Trent Richardson, I think even if Trent Richardson had played a few more games like he has for the Colts, for the Browns instead, and they tried to trade him right now, they would not get a first-round pick for him. So even that's an example. Like they traded him a few weeks ago, and people were still like, "Hey, Trent Richardson could be awesome," and they got a first round pick for him, and then he still is doing crappy for the Colts. Wow. There's an article on Deadspin uh, in the last week or two about Trent Richardson, which basically posed the question: Does Trent Richardson suck? <laughs> and uh, we know your feelings on that. Yeah, I feel vindicated by the by the internet by the interweb. Do they think he sucks? They think he sucks. He kind right. of... Good for you, dude. Thanks, man. I'm going to take that one to the bank. Yes. <laughs> take the rest of the night off. I probably will. Um, I'll be over here if you need me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Obviously, I don't think either one of them are going to get traded. Um, but, you know, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with fielding offers either. Obviously, if something ridiculous came up, you would have to consider it. The Browns aren't going to the playoffs this year, I don't think. No. Unless, unless Jason Campbell wins every game. Yeah. So, I have one more thing I wanted to talk about before we head off to this week's Broken Bandwagon. 
and it is a non-football related item. But I have decided that because I have this public forum of this podcast that I need to say something, guys. Uh-oh. The floor is yours. On your own podcast. I was watching <laughs> with Sherry Oliver here who's in studio next to me. I was watching public television, PBS. A children's show. A, ch- a children's show because we only get PBS in. Okay? So I got three choices. Usually those choices are kids' show, random PBS thing, and then the foreign channel, which has various international news and also strange, like, detective dramas that I don't find... From, like, Eastern Europe. Yeah, that I don't find interesting. So Saturday morning, as I'm having some coffee, I'm watching an episode of a show called America's Heartland. Okay? Okay. Nice enough. And it's about farming and for kids and teaching kids about industry in America. We learn some things. Like every year there's a salt harvest. Yeah. There's a certain time of year in which you harvest salt, and everyone who was working at the salt mine seemed pretty happy. So that was good. So that was good. So then they started talking about corn, which has been a topic on this show actually the past couple weeks. Can of corn. Um, Can of corn. Bringing it back. Um, But – they started talking about corn, and they said something that as a person with, well, I would say any person at all, but a person in my situation with a social studies education degree and some experience in American history, that just really rubbed me the wrong way. They said that when they actually came up on the screen in quotes, so it wasn't even like I misheard it. Like they showed a slide with these words. It was also, no, it was a woman from like the Corn Institute of America. Sure. And it said... She. She. She she said. Not it. She. (laughs) From what we can tell. She said, when Christopher Columbus discovered America, he also discovered corn. (laughs) And I am infuriated by that statement, <laughs> which is on both parts incorrect. I am, and anyone that knows me, one of my biggest peeves in the world is when Americans or people in North America say that they are the first thing to do something just because white people did it for the first time. It drives me nuts. And even in specific geographic reference, like when churches say, we're the first church west of the Allegheny Mountains, when they don't take into account anyone else's church on the whole rest of the continent, you know, or something like that. It pisses me off. And Christopher Columbus did not discover the New World or America because there was already people living here. But did he discover corn? No. But you (laughs) had a counterpoint to that, Ian. I did. Well, first of all... A racist one, I'd like to put (laughs) it out. Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, no, we're calling it... Take umbrage with your... Yeah, take (laughs) umbrage and then tell us you're racist... Counterpoint. I was just, I even I prefaced it by saying I'm going to play the devil's advocate here, and I said, well, you know, if for you know white people in Europe, he discovered corn. It's the same thing you're saying about churches west of the Alleghenies, which is a very kind of strange. Like, <laughs> I read the chapter in a book about it one time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you this woman was from the. The what? The corn? I don't know. You kind of made that up. No, 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 no. She she was from like the corn lobby. She was like the corn. She was like, a, she was a, a big corn. 
she was, like, <laughs> she was, she like was the, from Big Corn. She was the she was the spokeswoman for Big Corn. Right, we'd love to have you on the show. The spokeswoman for Big Corn is probably from somewhere like <laughs> Iowa or Kansas, where like science and history books are just you know reskinned Bibles. You can't expect yeah. <laughs> their reskinned Bibles were corn. Is also replacing. Their reskinned Bibles in the pages are replaced with bits of American flags. <laughs> so anyway, they're wrong. That's stupid, and that's teaching kids nonsense, and they need to stop it. And that needs to stop being on, like on public television. Give me a break. So America's Heartland, you are on the list. I have already tweeted at them, which if anyone else would like to, I encourage your Facebook. <laughs> and I Facebooked about it. But if anybody would like to out there in the 6B1P Nation Army take on this cause, we're like a mini anonymous, guys. In other words, Dave. Dave, <laughs> if you could tweet at America's Heartland, they are at a Heartland 22H. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's at a Heartland. Um, and then they're on Facebook, too. You just search America's Heartland. I left them a Facebook message, and I tweeted at them. Nothing back from them. Now they're going to just start getting the, oh, I see, you're racist tweets from me. Since. Now, yeah. well, I have a question, and forgive me if I'm out of line. <laughs> okay. Why do you hate America? I don't know, guys. It's recent. It's America's Heartland's fault. He went to college for it. We're going to lose all of the Columbus apologists who listen to this podcast. Do you too. think there probably is a percentage at this point? At least Anybody? 15%. Ugh, that's a tough one to swallow. That is literally like two people. I mean, I guess I don't understand you getting up in arms about it, seeing as how I'm going to school for geocaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We did kind of even up on that. That's but... a popular nerd sport. Yeah, we have one of those hidden at Stewart's Opera House. My senior thesis is going to be go find like a sack of nickels in the woods and put it back. <laughs> <laughs> put, it, put it back with a note. You get yeah. a little token from it. <laughs> on that note, at both my rage at America's Heartland and Hatred of America and Ian's geocaching major final project. I want to send it off to Brian Weeby, who could not join us here in studio at the Fresh Take Chris Poland Ghetto Blaster Hotline um, this week, but he did leave us with some parting words in the form of a broken bandwagon. Brian Weeby, broken bandwagon. So here's why I wasn't on the show this week. Um, the night prior to the recording, we had quite a few people over for a party, and one guy got pretty hammered and was definitely like the drunk guy. But then, uh, you know, he's, I think, getting ready to leave and was walking down our stairs. We're on the second floor. And he... Uh, he threw up liquid vomit all over the stairs. Pretty much at the highest point of the stairs, so it flowed downward. And it was a substantial amount of liquid. And then that made the stairs really slippery. So he slipped and fell down the stairs. <laughs> He's okay, as far as I know. But then that was followed by two more people slipping on the vomit and falling down the stairs. And they were all wearing Halloween costumes. And I think this relates to the Browns. Um, because we've talked about hope killing and hope bringing. And I think this past week Jason Campbell gave me some hope at least. 
played much better than I thought he would. And I think he's got he's got ability, clearly. I mean, he's a former first-round pick. blah de blah de blah But there's a lot of talk that, you know, we're a team. If you, you win as a team and you lose as a team. But here's the thing. One person can lose you the game. And in previous weeks, that's been Brandon Whedon. Uh, not to say that there's not other areas that need some major improvement. But when you're doing dumb bullshit like the Whedon flip, come on, it's on you. And this week, it wasn't the quarterback. It wasn't Jason Campbell. It was Devon Bess. He had, what, how many drops and that crucial fumble on the punt return? I mean, dude, it's your fault. You lost the game. That's all I got for Broken Bandwagon. Be winners, everybody. Win the games. It's a team effort, but you can still blow it yourself. All right. Brian Weeby. What a guy. He's a national treasure. Ian, did you, you think she did a better job than I did with you all right at the beginning? Much. She started out strong, but kind of faded at the end. But she Let's hear yours, Ian. Okay. That's not even the You didn't even get the right line. Come on. Uh, you also right. had kind of a ooh. ooh. <laughs> that was, that was, okay. Messing around, you guys. I was just joshing you. Okay. Are you ready? Well, Sherry, thanks for bringing us back. That Brian Weeby. Worst reading ever. Mm-hmm. Brian Weeby. How about him? He's, He's a, great. He is a good analysis. He wears a hat. I will be in Chicago next weekend when we record Six Bs in a P, and I'll be with Brian Weeby in person in the in-person Fresh Take Hotline. Hey, <laughs> Yeah, dude, it gets weird. Um, Chris Poland, do you want to come over to my house next week? Sure, I'll walk. (laughs) Maybe a couple weeks. You know, whatever. So we do have Sherry, of course, my beautiful wife, in studio with us. And she is in studio in the Aqua Bear headquarters. We all are. We all are together in the same room. Bernie's still outside. Bernie's outside. He'll stay outside. Yeah, we put a – we actually, guys, I was the last one in – and I did put it. I put a chair up against the door because I saw. I mean, like we all love that guy, but this week we just had a lot to get through. I have a feeling he's going to show back up, but we just wanted to keep him away. Have you guys been feeding him? I've been trying to leave him a little bit here and there. Well, there's also too that vending machine in the lobby, and I think he sees its glow, and he yeah. occasionally like a moth. Yeah, like, like occasionally a drunk drunk moth. moth. He's like, hey, there's nutty bars in there. And then he rams his head like a bird flying into a window, kind of. I don't know if anyone's ever seen it. Sad nuts. <laughs> he hasn't left the parking lot yet. He's still completely hammered. It's amazing. And he also, I swear to God, was on TV doing the game, but I didn't see him leave here. Oh. That's... I don't know what's up with that. Bernie Hologram. Bernie Hologram. Bernie Graham. Bernie's Hologram, we'd love to have you on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Sherry in studio this week, which we always love. And I felt like we might as well, just to get another segment in so we keep things switched up we haven't done it in a while, to have her go back to do the um, wait, wait, don't sue me, um, don't sue us, and guess a, another fantasy football team from our fantasy football league just based on the first letter of someone's first name and their last name. So do we have a theme song for that, Ian? We do. It's, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Sherry, 
guesses some names based on initials from our fantasy football league. Oh, thanks, Ian. That was really that was nice. Good. Oh. Yeah, really he actually has been sitting on that for a couple weeks now. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, Sherry the, this, in this game is guessing the player's first name, full name, just based on their first initial and last name. This week... We will do the fantasy football team Gordo Owns You from our league. Gordon, shout out to you out there. Um, I beat him this week. Very happy about that. You're just picking that so you can say that you beat him. You know, I mean, that's the kind of things that the host can do, I feel. Do you guys want to take a guess as to how many teams I've beat? In their- <laughs> None. Not no a team. Zero no teams. Zero teams. Sherry Oliver, who are you playing for this week? We're playing. Who are you playing for? I'm. I'm gonna. Somebody. I'm gonna play for my mom. Oh, Brenda Barth out in Freehold, New Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, if we got 15 names here, Chris, how many of those would would Sherry have to get right? Do we think? Uh, 15 names. Yes. Um. Let's just do 10. 10 names out of 10. All right. No, but that's not everybody. We'll do 15. Why'd you even ask? I'm Let's sorry. Start with half. How many out of 15? <laughs> I think 10's good. Stick 10's it good. Okay. And if you get that Dave Obenauer, mm-hmm. as Carl Castle, we'll leave a message on Brenda's home answering machine, I think. She'll be so confused. Very confused. All right. We're pulling for you. First one. We start off easy here, I think. M. Vic. Michael. D. Thomas. Dustin. Ooh, incorrect. Dustin Thomas of the band Casual Future. Not of the running back of the Miami Dolphins. That would be Daniel Thomas. Uh, also a wrestler. Back. Also That's a wrestler. Thomas. All right. So one out of two. Another running back here, F. Gore. Frank. All right. Wide receiver, D. Jackson. Devin. Mm, incorrect there. Deshaun. Mm. Uh, w. Welker. Wes. All right. J. Cameron. Jordan. Very good. Running back, D. Williams. David. Oh, no, that's no good. Kicker, P. Dawson. Oh, Phil. Phil Dawson. Go, Phil. Um, Defense, Lions. First name? Detroit. Very good. A. Luck. Andrew. I feel like this is really easy. How many are we up to? I have seven. Okay. I haven't been counting. Okay, good. I like the honesty. K. Hunter. He's a running back. K. Sean. Ooh, incorrect. Kendall. Mm. Uh, you got to get these last three then by I my count to win. B. Tate. Brandon. Ooh. Brendan. No. Brad. No. Billy. No. Bashan. No. I like that, though. Brian. No. Damn it. Ben. Ah. H. Douglas. Hank. Harry. Close. Oh, Harry Douglas. On. J. Jones, wide receiver. Don't I have J. Jones? No, because this is Gordon's. <laughs> Jordy. Mm, Julio. Oh, Julio. So seven out of fifteen. Sorry, mom. But the bench got tough there. I think ten's kind of tough, but that was good. I did I wanna, like. I want to point out that Sherry got all the white guys right. Oh, all right. You totally did. You got Wes Welker, Jordy Cameron, Michael Vick. I don't know you, Michael Vick. I don't, I don't, it's not like that. 
Mm. Have you guys seen White Michael Vick? No. <laughs> what? Is that a thing? It's pretty amazing. It was either last year or the year before. Uh, ESPN did a thing on what if Michael Vick was white. Oh, and yeah. They did a CGI like rendering of him. White Michael Vick, we'd love to have how you did, on the show. How did that go over? That's a wasted opportunity to just call him uh, Michael Vick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sherry, though, thank you for playing. We uh, hope we'll do it in the future. Maybe we lower it. 10 out of 15 stuff, especially the bench players. And in our fantasy league, people are picking up some scrubs, dude. Like, I don't even know who some of these guys are. White Michael Vick. Sherry's looking at him right now. He has one of those uh, mouth framing beards. Around the mouth. White Mike. White Mike. Michael Vick. Michael Vick. Um, so, of course, we should do our Steelers check in, which we've been doing every week. The Steelers lose. Ah. Yay. Yay! They lose to the Raiders. Yay! Yay! So the Steelers are 2-5 and five and still behind the Browns. Yay. They are in last place in the AFC North. Suck our dicks. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, that's fair. Not last. Um, not last, yes, right? That, that there's a slogan. If you would have told me the Browns weren't going to make the playoffs, but they weren't going to be last. It's a better would... slogan than suck our dicks. <laughs> Not yeah, not really. <laughs> Especially, too, because the Sucker Dicks one, I think, can go all season long either way, whereas not last might not be true at a point. That's true. So, yeah, the Steelers can suck our dicks eternally. Eternally, forever. Um, we also are going to go to Sherry again here. Jeez, this is a... Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, I mean, come on. What? We did, like, a whole thing where you predicted the game and you didn't even see it. You know, I can last you. last week we had the Chris Holland Fresh Take Hotline. And I think I mentioned it earlier because our sponsors are mixed up. Interns around here aren't doing their jobs. Um, who is on the Fresh Take Hotline this week? Me. I it was me. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. It's the Sherry Oliver, Chris Holland Fresh Take Hotline. <laughs> That's okay with Ian. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. He's a co-host, though, or something. He's got some sort of different title um, that he thinks is better than all of yours. Yeah, wife. Oh, nice. <laughs> he wishes he could be my wife. Well, I mean, uh, we both know that that is true. It is, in a way. Yeah. It is. Um, this week's Don Fleming Memorial trivia question is going to come from Sherry for, for the two of you. I found it for you guys, so, Ooh. you know, it's a good one. Thanks. Yeah, Are you ready? Yeah. So there's nothing really interesting about Jason Campbell's football career yet, but there are some interesting things about his personal life. Uh, Jason Campbell uh, had a wedding scheduled uh, a couple years ago, back in 2012, to a lady named Jenny Montez. Uh, what Caribbean nation was this wedding scheduled to be in? I mean, I, there are more nations than Caribbean. Trinidad and Tobago. All right. Chris Poland. Mm, that's two. No, just, <laughs> I, I know we know it's, it's one. one. I know it's Chris Poland. Um, let's see. I think it was on a private uh, island, like built off of an oil rig. Uh, equidistant in the center of all the Caribbean nations. So the main center Ooh. of the Caribbean um, 
I have a, a hint for the two of you, and I believe there's a follow-up question, but I have a hint. This nation is an island attached to Haiti. <laughs> How's that for show continuity? Oh, yeah, reference something we talked about before we recorded. Yeah, off the air. Well, no, that was on, wasn't it? It was on, on a yeah. show. It was on a show. Was it on a show? Listen For those, in case it wasn't, who knows? No one keeps track of this shit around here. In case it wasn't, uh, one of you guys, I don't remember which one, Chris? No, it was Ian. Ian had a student who shall re- re- remain nameless who had wrote a paper about the... De- I'm sorry, I was going to give away the The answer. island. That's I know it's the Dominican Republic. Now. The Dominican Republic, um, which is where Jason Campbell was supposed to be married. Um, supposed to be married... Because he ditched that woman at the altar. What? She's real cute, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders QB, Jason Campbell, denies me. ditching beautiful bride-to-be at all. Oh, so he married her. No, no. Did not marry her. Did, did not marry her. But they let all, like, 173 guests fly to the Dominican Republic and then canceled the wedding, like, four hours before it was supposed to start. Was um Holy cow. Ashton Kutcher there? Uh, probably not. They got punked. Do you think they got punked? I don't know. I'm just saying I, I probably should have brought that part because that was the interesting part was that he allegedly ditched his beautiful bride to be at the altar. Tweet of the week. <laughs> Speaking of fair use, what's more fair use than Twitter? This week we have several tweet tweets of the week. We might as well just start calling it tweets of the week. Ian cue up the music. It's the tweets of the week. All right. That edit in there? Nice. I like that. That's a new addition with the S on the end. Um, two of them come from Spencer Lanning. You guys remember him? He scored that touchdown that one time. <laughs> yeah. MVP um, of the season thus far. Yes. Uh, Spencer Lanning at Lanning Spencer. That's confusing. Yeah. Um, it's just backwards, guys. Ah. I see. First tweet. <clears throat> Currently, we are playing How High Can We Pile on Trash Before One of Us Breaks Down and Takes It Out. Hashtag challenge accepted. All right. So he's lazy? Yes. And he doesn't have a maid. Doesn't have a maid. He's not, doesn't make that amount of money. He's well, he a, is a punter. punter. Yeah. A rookie punter, right? I believe so. Who are the we? Him and whom? That's what my question is also as well. I made a note of that in my mind. Is it his roomie? Who's he ruined with? It's probably somebody sweet. Do you think it's Fozzie Whitaker? Probably. You don't think it's Mrs. Lanning? No, I don't think Mrs. Lanning is playing that game. Yeah, unless she's trying to just kind of humor him because she knows he's a fucking punter. (laughs) (laughs) And follow-up tweet from Spencer Lanning from an hour and 19 minutes later. Update on hashtag challenge. I am winning in my household, currently up six inches from last post. Hashtag real life Jenga. Spencer Lanning has a hashtag boring life. (laughs) So because we wanted to share his boring life with you, but didn't want to lose any awesome, hilarious tweets, we have a bonus one. Hold on one second. Yes. If you take off that hashtag real life Jenga from his last one, it sounds like he's talking about a boner. (laughs) I just did it with my thumb, and you are indeed correct. Mm Mm-hmm. He's currently up six inches from his last post. <laughs> Hashtag boners. Hashtag boners. Hashtag boners. Which also, to point out, 
Is it just is this household a bunch of guys with boners? I'm looking it up. Okay, good. I want to get some info on that. While Sherry's checking that out, our funny tweet of the week is Spencer Lanning's life is boring unless you take off the hashtags and then it kind of is about boners. That's fucking awesome. Then it's awesome. Tell the me third tweet of the week, tweets of the week, is from TJ Ward at BossWard43. He's been on here before. Always a favorite. Mm -hmm. This TLC movie about to have all the ladies pulling out the old hashtag TLC CDs. LOL. Do you guys... Now, this is kind of related. Do you say LOL or do you pronounce it like lol or lol or what have you? LOL. Laugh out loud. Chris Paul? I actually say it. When I see it, I say the whole thing. Do we? I just go, ha. Ha, ha. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. All right. Very good. Thank you um, for siding with me on that. What do you say, Ian? I say LOL. Who says say LOL? None of us. Right? She shall say? remain nameless. Oh. Uh, Clementine. She, she's right here, you guys. She can hear. Hi, Haley. Oh, Clementine. Haley's in the other room. <laughs> Is your cat talking to you about how to pronounce LOL? No, nah, mostly she's just yawning at me. Okay. Um, next week, Browns versus Ravens. Late game, 425, I believe. I'll be in Chicago. Oh, Bye. shit, 420-ish. Yes, ish. <laughs> oh, he's based on the date. No. Um, do you guys think the Browns can win this one? It's in Cleveland. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Chris Pullen? Yeah. I actually do. I do, too. That's why I said yes. Well, we always say, also say yes. Yeah. Right? I've said no, like, the last three weeks. That's true. Uh-huh. Sherry? <laughs> Browns going to beat the Ravens? Uh, in Cleveland? Uh, Ohio? Maybe. Maybe. Oh. Maybe Maybe's not even one of the, I don't think anyone's ever said maybe. That's I, in the betting line. I say maybe when I mean yes. Yeah. Yeah, all right. And they were like... Is that important? And I said yes because I was already sort of married to Ian. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Does anybody have anything else you want to talk about before we sign off for the week? Um, no. I babysat a bunch of kids for some weird co-op in Minneapolis last night. What do you mean? You know what I mean. No, that's why. Whoa, no. What do you mean? Like you, like you were the sole adult in charge of a group of children? No, there are two other adults with me. You co-babysat. I co-babysat mostly. For how many kids? I ran tech. Oh. (laughs) What'd you do? Like, did you play board games with them, Barbies? I mostly told them not to touch things. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Not to put things in their nose. Well, I was encouraging that because that's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Have you ever babysat before, Ian? No. Would you trust me with your kids? I mean, no, totally. I don't even have any, and I wouldn't. Oh, right. Like a Logan. That was the, the boy in the babysitter's club. No one oh. else is going to bring this on the podcast. You should that's be, why I'm That's here. why you are here. Logan. You should be Logan for Halloween. Logan's Logan from kind the of babysitter's a club. I, okay. That's a good lame costume for you. Jerry, text me a picture of whatever it is you got. <laughs> I don't On know. It. There might have just been drawings of him. On it. 
Oh, that's well, something I, I wanted to ask. Were there any what? particularly hilarious arrests from the weekend? Oh, from Halloween. Oh, yeah. yeah. I well, was following the how oh, you mean, uh, hashtag on Yeah, Instagram. well, guys, actually, I want to give a shout-out here. I'm going to do this. Maybe they'll give us a shout-out. They won't. Shout-out. Uh, <laughs> Athens Scanner is one of my favorite Twitter handles. They're also on Facebook, um, at Athens Scanner. And they just tweet out scanner updates from Athens on a regular basis when the students are here. So I, and it's hilarious all year round for anyone that's interested in the town I live in. Uh, but they had some good ones on Halloween. Nothing mind blowing, but there was a lot of arrests. I guess they, some people pushed some barricades over on the way to a stage or something. There was a Ooh. mustard bottle that was passed out. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Mustard bottle bottle passed out. I will read, though, a few of my favorite tweets of the week as well from the Athens Scanner. <clears throat> PD responding to a report of theft of, quote, giant yellow balloons on West Washington Street. <laughs> Suspect last seen running on North Congress. <laughs> PD transporting a female to the regional jail. This is from six days ago, just to give you an idea. Reported that she slipped her hand out of one of the cuffs and is banging on the glass. <laughs> Um, they had a few other good ones. There was a shoeless kid that fell asleep somewhere. <laughs> Someone using drugs behind Domino's Pizza. But that's not really surprising. Yeah. Um, nothing so, nothing really too all crazy. that crazy. And by yeah. nothing all that crazy, I mean, like, we didn't even go uptown. We, we sat did. on we our sat back, porch back porch with Todd, and we complained about how loud it, it was. It was loud. So everyone's over 30. Yeah, we're all over 30. There was – oh, here we go. There's a few more good ones. Uh, there was a stabbing at Bronies. <laughs> Bronies, for those who don't live in Athens or are not from here, is a wonderfully and aptly named bar um, that I think was around before the My Little Pony thing. It was. But um, Bronies is exactly what it sounds like. Fried food and good times with some of the finest <laughs> stabbings. Minds, with some of the finest minds that Athens and Ohio University have to offer. Someone flipped a car over on West Washington. I assume it's someone. Yeah. But there was a car that got flipped over, like by people. So stabbing your bronies, car flipped over. Here's a good uh, PD and EMS en route to Jefferson Hall for a quote male who is unable to walk. PD responded to a report of two disorderly males wearing a banana suit and a referee uniform near the bottom of Morton Hill. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, someone stole the high street sign, got arrested. Let me ask uh, you this. Yes. Were they high? Oh. You think that's why they took it, because they were high? Some Probably. guy passed out in the roundabout. I don't know if, I'm assuming it was on the grassy area. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> was passed out from being intoxicated. Nice. So that was kind of a thing. Um, a lot of break-ins, which isn't really funny. I think that, yeah. It's kind of lame. Yeah. I always view them, though, as these sort of accidental break-ins. I mean, not accidental because they're doing it. I'm not trying to, you know, dissuade them of the responsibility of breaking in. But it's just like I always picture, like, a bro punching through a window and being like, oh, no, what am I doing? I'm like... <laughs> Just keep going, though. He just decides to keep punching. He has a choice. Keep if you do follow Athens Scanner on Twitter, which I think it's worth doing, um, you will notice that there has been a distinct uptick in people narking on people smoking weed. Yeah, what's in up with that? College, like it's college it, people. It'll be like 
report of marijuana odor from catwalks on South Green or a report of marijuana odor on the fourth floor the fourth floor of Pickering Hall, which means that either the RA is narking on someone or someone who lives on the hall. And is apparently the on cops someone. just show up for that now. The cops show up for that, which is yeah. Can you can you call the cops on a fucking buzzkill? Huh? Can you call the cops on a buzzkill? Yeah, be like, hey, this person in room 204 is trying to buzzkill me by calling you. I'm calling to report them. You know, I just, I feel like there are, you know, there are crimes being committed, or at least people who need an eye kept on them, you know, and right. we have a very small police force, so I think that, you know, we could allocate our resources like, in a better way. Does anybody think that there's not drug odors at college? I'm just saying, people. Come on, like it's not necessarily your kids that are doing it, but it's college. Do you think that that's another indication that you're old, is that you're using the terminology drug? Drug odors. <laughs> the kids are drug odors. I've got a, a waff of drugs. <laughs> you smell drugs. So anyway, passed out mustard bottle. Referee yeah. fighting a the banana. Us, the usual. And you know some real crime. Is yeah. that any like real crimes? Weird shit going on in Halloween in a few years now, have there? No, not really. It's been pretty mellow the past couple of years. It's never been there's been a... uh, that big riot on Mill Street and what like yes, two... where all that stuff got set on fire. That was some years back. I prefer not to call it mellow though. I think you know it's not I, mellow. You're I couldn't right. find a parking spot when I got home from Columbus ah, on Saturday. That's, that's not mellow. I had to park it's half a block raging. from my house. That's so far away, Sherry. I know. Not mellow. Not mellow. People kept turning around in our driveway. Ah. Not mellow. Sure, it serves you right for having a driveway. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? We yeah. hit on you Halloween. My birthday's this week, and I will wish for the same thing I wish for every birthday, which is that just the come on, Browns, win. Win me a game <laughs> this week. My birthday was in the beginning of September, and I wished for nothing of the sort. Okay. Did they? Well, that's good. Mm hmm. I don't they think they provided that at the beginning. No, they were, weren't they winning at the beginning of the no, season? No, they were And I also did not get my pony. <laughs> he didn't get that, and I never got that pony. <laughs> um, anything else? All right, cool. Yep. Browns, Ravens next week. Hopefully Jordan Cameron and Josh Gordon are still Browns. Hopefully Devon Best learns how to catch a ball. Hopefully they find a running back that's not Willis McGahee. Chris, Lucy's here. Lucy just came up the stairs. Now just made an appearance at the podcast. I'm out. Bye, guys. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> you want to plug? I'm gonna I'm gonna plug the fact that my dog is awesome and has woken up. Yes. Hey. Lucy Bassett on Fresh Take Hotline. Uh, Ian, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I will be on besides, the radio. Besides hot button issues that we don't want to talk about and ethical <laughs> nightmares. No, we, that never happened. Remember, the, nobody's what? hearing whatever you're talking about. All right, go on. Uh, I'll be on the radio. KVSC.org uh, Saturday night, I think, this coming Saturday, 7 to 10 Central. It's 8 to 11 Eastern. Also, Twitter, Ian Jacob Wolf. All right. Chris Pollan? Uh, yeah, this Friday is November Pain yeah. at Rockstar Pro Arena. Uh, that means there'll be a new episode of Backstage Pass up on rockstarprowrestling.com. Uh, Ghetto Blaster redesigned website coming 
early 2014. Uh, and as always, AquavireLegion.com, your one source for force. Yes, indeed. Thank you both. Thank you, Sherry, as well. You're still in the room with Lucy. Go Browns, go Lucy. Go Browns, go, go Lucy. Lucy. Go Mercy. I'm Brian Costco, your, your host here. I would like to – I don't have anything to push. This podcast, six Bs and a P, you can reach me, Brian, at AquabareLegion.com. Uh, find me writing occasionally on this website as well, Aquabare Legion, your one source for force and all things Ohio music and art-related. Um, Browns Ravens next week. Go Browns. Go Browns. Back here. Yeah. Go Browns. Yeah. Woo! Bernie, Bernie. Kick that chair out the door. Let Bernie in. <laughs> there I go. Oh, your guy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>